Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio. My name is Bart Winkler. 855-212-4227. Oh, God. All right, let's just get this out of the way. Gilberto, San Diego, go ahead. Como estas, Bart? Hi. I've been listening to your show. I used to listen to JR, um, and I think you're doing great, okay? That's, that's to start. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. Okay. I was born into the Dodgers, basically. So the voices that I heard was my dad, my mom, and Vince Cully. Vince Cully is the greatest play-by-play man and storyteller in sports. Uh, I think you listened to him. You told me that you listened to him when you were in your 30s. Yeah. And how old are you now? Well, I'm 40, 39. 40, okay. That was 10 years ago. The thing is that Vince Scully retired six years ago. Yeah. So you got to listen the last four, four years when he was about 90 years old, 85, 90 years old. Yeah. But he can make a boring game be an exciting game because he will know everything about every single player. I like to listen to Bob Uecker because I, I love baseball. And uh, I think, I mean, he's older now, but he comes up with great phrases and, and he gets along great with uh, with uh, the other guys that are in the call for the Brewers, okay? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know why would you say that about Ben. I know everybody has preferences, but the way he called everything, it was about a story. 
Well, I would just like to say this. I would like to say this. When I said, like, I don't really like Vince Scully, I know I'm I'm not right. I'm not right. I know I'm not right. I I didn't experience Vince Scully the way that a lot of people experience Vince Scully. I had my own Vince Scully, like you mentioned, and Bob Euchre. I didn't experience Vince Scully, so... The first that yep. I, I, I'm i being told, oh, Vince Scully's the great, Vince Scully's the best. I'm like, oh, geez, you guys, relax. That's all. Well, I don't, I know, he's great. Well, he, he, I, I know he's he, great. I just, I, I don't, I don't, it's fine. I don't, it's fine. I, I, I wish you would have listened to him back in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. I wish I would have too. Sure. Okay. But you have a great caller over there. Um, I mean, Bob Euchre, I think, I don't know if this is his last year. I hope not, because I do enjoy listening to him, although he only does Brewer games at home right now. Yes, okay. he does Brewer games at home and then maybe in Chicago. Okay, and um, I'm going to recommend you to watch the uh, – I know you don't like SNL. I do like <laughs> SNL. Oh, did you watch the sketch they're listening on Saturday? Yeah, which one? Yeah, the they're listening. That- yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. What do you, what do you think about that? Uh, the Packer fan that enjoyed a specific product. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what is? I have a brother named Brent, and so he has not been happy with that sketch. Oh my God! While I was watching it, trust me, I was thinking of you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a yeah. good way, okay. In a good way, okay. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, well, be careful what you play here. Well, I'm not playing this. Be careful what you play. I don't, I don't know. Shirt, that's it. I know, but I don't know what the rest of that is. T. I, it's NBC. Late, like, I, I know, but that, that's. I'm not. I'm not playing that. I'm not responsible for that. Okay, All right. listen. All right. Uh, I appreciate I, I, you, man. I wish you a great night. I'm gonna. I, I have been listening to you, and I like it. I really like it, and uh, I. I'm, I like basketball. I mean, I like the Clippers. Uh, baseball, I'm a Dodger guy. Football, the Patriots. But I look, I look forward for the baseball season because the Brewers, they did some things that I don't understand, but they're always in the mix. They always they are. They be in the mix this year, okay? Well, maybe. You know what the Tigers are going to do? They're going to be great in the regular season. And we're just going to hold our breath in the postseason like we always do. <laughs> All right, man. Good talk. Thanks for thinking of me during that sketch. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Um, so one far. thing I want to say, uh, Shep, is I like I understand I'm not – I don't – like me saying like, oh, I don't like Vince Scully as much as the next guy. I don't want to defend that. I'm not – I don't feel passionate about that. Good. Good, because you, you are get and I, I'm going to be honest with you, you get a lot of love on Twitter. There's a lot of people that follow you. You get a lot of positive feedback. This was not a positive take. That's like, fine. I, okay. I don't want it. I'm okay. not like You have a lot it. of people. You have a lot of people I'm tweeting me. I'm not trying to have it. Okay. <laughs> I don't want, I'm not defending this. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying like, yeah, Vince Scully comes on. Yeah, all right. I'm not defending it. I will defend that I don't like Johnny Carson. Gotcha. Gotcha. I will defend that. Did you like SNL this weekend? I know we usually do our SNL review. No, no, I thought it, I, I, I think every SNL episode sucks now. Like, and I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's like, hey, SNL is great in my day. No, it's just the cast sucks. They suck. Like, it's so boring. 
Um, Shane Gillis, I think he hosted. Like he's 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 got, you know, he's got a charm to him. Like, you know, he's like this Midwestern guy. Like I respect that, but he's he's not fun. Now listen, if Dave Chappelle hosts, I, I'm there, right? If if someone like that hosts, who's just brilliant and a comedic genius, I'm all for it. You that. hate the show. You watch it every week. Well, I, it's it's one of those things that I grew up on SNL, so yeah, I, I love I'm, it. I'm hooked. Like for example. If Seinfeld did uh, season 10 and it sucked, I would still watch every episode because it's Seinfeld. Yeah. But but let me ask you a question. And anyone, and I mean, people know this. This cast right now, is there a Will Ferrell? Is there an Adam Sandler? Is there a Jimmy Fallon? With the exception of Keenan, and I don't know why he sticks around as long as he has. With the exception of Keenan, there is no one on this cast that has any star quality. Um... College no, not right now. Right, and that's and, and so it, it sounds like they're just picking at the bottom of the litter is what it sounds like for us in all these days. Well, I like the sketch that they did where, uh, and my, I was watching with my wife, and she was looking at me like, "This is you." Where it was like the DraftKings knockoff. What was it? Um, what was it called? It was okay. like Rock it was like Bottom one, Kings. Okay, gotcha. I will. I will say. Did you see? No, the the one the one sketch that I liked was uh, was Gump. That was that was well written. Oh, Forrest Gump yeah, reunion. Yeah, yeah that, that was that, all right. that was well written. The draft king or the rock bottom kings was that instead of betting on sports, you can bet on how your friend is going to lose everything in his life betting on sports. And I thought that was a clever way to kind of tackle the subject. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. The shoe sketch was funny, but I don't want to get any further huh. into that. Huh. Uh, Mike is in Florida. What's up, Mike? Hey guys, what's up, Mark? What's up, guys? Uh, hey, just like quick questions as far as that goes. I'll give you a couple of uh, comments. I, I just came up the world. You got a, get, the, like, something's wrong with the phone. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Can you hear me better? Uh, like uh, enough to say yes. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I'll try to speak louder. Um, is that better? One hundred percent. Okay. Okay. So what I was going to comment on as far as that goes was the com- combination of I, I just felt like the, like you said, it was going off the rails, but it was like I was coming home off the work wagon, and I was like, oh, my God, what are these guys talking about? And I'm like, it's like I was still, I'm still pissed off about the fact that it's like they think that, you know, you know, Brady's like number two to, you know, whatever. I don't even care about that as far as that goes. But my legit question is, or my comment is, Red Sox need to sign Jordan Montgomery. I think that's important. And they're dragging the hills because they're waiting to see the market because Scott Boris is the boss. That fascinates me to a point, but when I think when Bellinger signed, you know that that kind of triggered the concept, and it's like now the Red Sox have their you know work to do. So are they going to sign up for twenty thirty? You know that's what they're somewhere in between. Boris uh, Boris didn't get exactly what he was looking for with Bellinger, so maybe you know and the the season's going to start soon, so you got to these guys got to play somewhere. Well, it's already started. You know, so yeah. I mean, I'm just sitting back. That's why that was my comment as far as I guess. I'm not worried about the Celtics uh, being secondary. You know, in the playoffs this year, I know that Milwaukee's a big threat, and no doubt Denver's a big threat uh, with that mass as far as I guess. But you know, I don't think the Celtics put their now your phone got worse again. Now it's worse than it was before. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm trying to think that Porzingis would be the better you know, salvation, you know, if he stays healthy. 
I, I didn't catch if there was a question in there or not. Well, it's not really a question. It's more of a comment because Porzingis has to stay healthy and Tatum and Brown has to stay healthy. Obviously, Danny White has to stay healthy across the board. That's just a comment to sit there and put the doubters as what the Celtics can, like get back to the finals. You know, that's mandatory, but you can do that in rotation. And they may lose a few games down the road, I believe, at the end of the day. And that's my comment on that. With the Patriots, the Patriots, I live in I live in Florida, but I, I came from Boston. If you didn't notice, um, but <laughs> as far as the Patriots go, I'm curious about the QB situation because they have the free pick with no QBs. So I don't know. What yeah, I saw a bunch do. of mock drafts today. Where uh, Mike, thanks for the call. I saw a bunch of mock drafts today where they do take a quarterback. Um, somebody had asked me last night if they take Marvin Harrison Jr. instead. I, I don't know. Think they will probably take a quarterback or trade. I want to talk more about that here in a moment, but I want to jump off the Celtics thing for a minute first because I've talked about the Celtics before. I think they get a lot of the benefit of the doubt from NBA media and fans and and whatever. Their opportunity, it's in front of them. Again, their opportunity is in front of them. I don't know that they make it out of the East, and in fact – my Bucks bias is probably it's it's I'm not you're not gonna get that sentence out of me. I'm not gonna say I predict the Celtics come out of the East. I'm not gonna say it. What I can say is this opportunity is as good as it's been. They are uh, a strong unit. Their depth is better than I had thought it was. And now I'm seeing some of this stuff with trying to get. I see this argument because in the NBA we can't just enjoy a regular season. In the NBA, we cannot just enjoy a regular season. We have to watch the regular season, 20% of it, and then the other 80% needs to be a discussion about who the MVP should be. That's like the only thing people care about is who the MVP should be. Oh, my God, MVP, MVP. And now I'm seeing the the rally cry for Jason Tatum to win the MVP, and the thought is, well, it's the best player on the best team. He should be the MVP. He's not the MVP. Um, Shea is more of an MVP. Luke is more of an MVP. I believe Giannis is more of an MVP. Jokic is probably the MVP, if not for SGA. There's there's several worthy contenders. I think it will come down to by the voters. Uh, so should we give it to Jokic again, or does one of these other guys, do, do they have enough of a good year where we can not give it to Jokic? But if Jokic got MVP again, it'd be like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, especially with statistically the things he is doing that nobody has ever done. He's inventing like new stand. It's like new benchmarks. Like you hit the high score on space invaders, nine, 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 nine. And then somehow Jokic comes along and he puts a one in front of it. Like we didn't know you could put a one there. Oh yeah, you can. It's Jokic. He's going 16, 14, 14, 15 nights in a row or whatever the hell he's doing. He's been incredible. So I I don't think Tatum Tatum to me is not near the MVP conversation. I think there is a desire to try to find the next face of the league and I think a lot of people enjoy Jason Tatum. Uh, he's a great player. Uh he's a nice enough guy, you know, we we love watching him and his son Deuce. And so yeah, he'd be he'd be a fine face of the league. I just feel like every opportunity that he or the Celtics have had, 
they have not taken advantage of. And so this is a year where if they don't get it done this year, okay, and and the Bucks have been playing better out of the break, but you've still got a team that is not as experienced together. Well, they still got it. I mean, maybe it's a little bit different. They got Porzingis over there, Drew there. The Bucks got Dame there. But the Bucks now have the Doc Rivers <laughs> curse, so maybe that uh, comes into effect. The Knicks and Cavs, I don't know if they're ready. The Celtics should be favored against them. They'd be favored against anybody, even Milwaukee right now, even the Sixers with Embiid. So this is their opportunity, but they've had a lot of these opportunities, and they haven't taken advantage of it. And the one time they did get to the finals as of recent, uh, they lost the finals that they probably should have won because those guys and Tatum being the main culprit didn't step up and take that throne. The throne is there. There's a seat to be sat on. The crown is waiting for you. The staff's there. You got a little jester you can have if you want. You got a king's army. The carpet's rolled out. And they just, like, trip on the carpet all the time. I don't think uh, that anything I said there is wrong. Is there anything in that spiel, Shep, that you would disagree with being the NBA savant that you are? No. No, I think um, I think you were actually being even too humble when it came to your Milwaukee Bucks knowledge. Uh, there's no question Giannis Antetokounmpo is more of an MVP than Jason Tatum. That That is unequivocally, undeniably factual. Who would I put ahead of uh, Tatum? Who else would I put ahead of Tatum? Brunson? Yep. I, w- I would put Brunson there because you look at the plethora of injuries that he's had to deal with. It's now 60-plus combined games with Robinson, uh, you know, Randall, and uh, Ananobi out. So what he's been able to do, just kind of keeping them afloat, you know, maybe maybe Donovan Mitchell, but yeah, got, Donovan you, Mitchell. But you got to look at the record that Boston has, and that's got to factor in. But then you look at the weapons that Tatum has around him. That team is deeper. anybody from the Clippers or the no, Timberwolves? No, no, there's no no, there's no one from the Timberwolves because they're 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 going to be falling. They're not. You saw what the Bucks did against them. They're, they're, well, they, they're, they've won two in a row since. But fair enough. But they're 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 not a leg, they are not a legitimate threat. So they're not going to finish one or two. It's going to be between the Nuggets, the Thunder, and the Clippers. And the Clippers have so much talent that you can't necessarily give it to one guy. So, but to me, there, there's no question. If anyone watches the NBA and truly pays attention, Giannis Antetokounmpo may be the best player. The MVP is Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I think the MVP should be the most valuable player. Well, and, that, well that's what it is. <laughs> but that's not how people vote all the time. <laughs> right. Right? Uh, that is what it says. <laughs> I was like, Bart, I, Bart, you've had great takes tonight. I don't know if that's – I'm like, oh, where, where, yeah. <laughs> like, of course it's the most valuable player. But you don't need to spell out the acronym. We get that. Um, I uh, – yeah, I would say that M, uh, Jokic – Jokic is more valuable to the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are worse without Jokic Correct. than the Bucks are without Giannis. Correct. Now, and the reason Giannis is better, he doesn't have the bag that Jokic does on offense in terms of what he can do. Although Giannis is a great passer, by the way. He's not the passer that Nikola Jokic is. He's not the Did back you see his half-court pass or full-court pass the yeah, other day? Yeah, he's, he's, he's unbel- he, but the problem is he's just not the greatest you know, passing big man of all time. That's Nikola Jokic. But, but the reason why Giannis is the best player is because he's also one of the five best defensive players in the world where Nikola Jokic has to be hit at sometimes on defense the same way they do with Steph and Golden State. 
So the I best. Just, I mean, the he played very well defensively against the Warriors the other day. Well, everyone. But but wait, wait a minute, Bart. Who's who's he who's he playing against? A six bunch foot, of guys that are six two. Right. Ex- exactly. I mean, I mean, Draymond Green six six. You know, in heels. So come on. I mean, he's anyone's going to look good at seven feet versus the Warriors. And Kevon Looney is not exactly an offensive threat. So, but with that all being said, do you know what I am in heels? Six uh, two. I'm a smoke show. There you go. Um, but Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the world, has been for a while. But Nikola Jokic, again, Bart, you said it. If you take him off that Nuggets team, they don't make the playoffs. You you add him to the Nuggets team, they're a legitimate championship contender every single season for a reason. And if you take Giannis off, they're whatever Portland used to be with Dame, the seven seed, eight seed. Yeah, well, you know what? If you take Giannis off the Bucks, I don't know if they make the playoffs. But, but Nikola Jokic is is more valuable to the Nuggets because they run everything through him. Everything through him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. 855-212-4227. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Shep. Marco Belletti's on the updates, and we've got plenty of time for you coming up. CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. in Toronto. Hello, Adam. Bart, what's going on, man? How are you tonight? And you guys are talking about old basketball players. I just wanted to bring this up. We're kind of like the sports radio version of a encyclopedia. Thank you. I love it. I love it. That's why I tune in every night, man. I love this show. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Um, you always like to start with your strongest stuff, so I'm going to start this segment with Dave in Miami. Hey, Dave. Hey, what's going on, Bart? Mr. Negative. Hey, man. Uh, so, first, thing, first couple things I'd like to say is uh, you should be Captain Midnight. I think you're ready for that. Captain Midnight? Yeah, why not? Steve Summers. Again, guys, I don't, I don't listen to, I don't, I'm not in his area. One thing for you, Chef, this is just for you, and then I'll go on to my topic. Well, good evening, how you be? Anyway, so. So it's one of the things that I have to do now is listen to every other piece of audio that's ever existed to be able to keep up with everybody? I mean, you guys are spinning me for loops. Come on, man. Anyway, I, I want to talk about the Lakers and the Clippers, but on that last call, the thing I, I, I dislike more than Michigan is, is his crying Boston fans. And you know something? They all live in the past. Their last championship was 2008 for the Celtics. And the Patriots are not going nowhere, and the Red Sox are not going nowhere. That's all I got for you boys. You guys have a good night. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I, when you win a championship, like, you want another one. Okay? A championships, winning a championship is awesome. And so when you win a championship, you want another one. And uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, but if you're in Boston, I mean, haven't you haven't you won enough? What did we get here since the turn of the century? You had the Patriots. You had six there. You had the Red Sox. They had four. You had the Celtics and the Bruins. Um. And then you still made the finals a bunch, too, in other sports, including Major League Soccer, which I think I'm just telling you guys you have a team there. They're called the 
Revolution. Uh, Bob Kraft owns that one, too. They play at the same stadium. Although the, the Boston's last championship wasn't since 2018. There's, there's a six-year-old kid out there. Eh, let me do the math here. Six, maybe five Red Sox. There's a five-year-old kid out there. No Boston team has won a championship in his life. There's a five-year-old Boston kid who does not know championships. Wow. You guys had a lot for a while. A little good run there. Speaking of, Sean is in Massachusetts. Hey, Sean. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up? Um, I, I, I want to talk about the Patriots draft. If, Me too. If, if, if their quarterback isn't at number three, they're going to take Harrison. What quarterback? If, if uh, Caleb Williams. So he will be gone. He'll be number one. And, and But uh, I do not like uh, Drake May or uh, J.J. Uh, Williams or whatever his name is. There's J.J. McCarthy. Uh, he might go a little lower. Jaden Daniels, at least for now, that's where the mock drafts are saying that those guys could go one, two, three, no matter what teams are picking. Yeah, but uh, I don't like either one of those. They're going to take Harrison at three, and they're going to go down lower. They're going to get Bo Nix, and I think they're going to pick up another uh quarterback later in the round, you know, because they need more help at quarterback because they have to get rid of Matt Jones. He is absolutely horrible. Uh, Billy Zappi, he is horrible. (laughs) It's just, it's like dead town around here right now with the Patriots. That Belichick screwed the team so much. But you wouldn't give it back. You wouldn't give any of those championships back for, I mean, you win six championships in 20 years. It's not always going to be that way. No, you know what? The first three championships that Belichick won were uh, Parcell and Pete Carroll's uh, defense. That they brought here. All right, well, we'll see what they do uh, in the draft, Sean. Because Brady made Belichick. That's what a lot of people uh, uh, have been saying. And uh, and it's the same thing thing with Pastel. Yeah, they need that. Okay, so they'll be looking. Thanks for the call, Sean. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to go at four at the lowest by Arizona. They're not going to, I don't see them trading out. Could a team trade up ahead of Arizona to get Marvin Harrison at number three, perhaps? Could the Patriots trade back? And, but then, but then wouldn't they just take Marvin Harrison Jr.? Now, neighbors out of LSU, a lot of people like him, and I think you're going to start reading some good stuff on him. Like, okay, Harrison Jr. will be the top guy, but 
it could be neighbors who's the best pro. Uh, Roma Dunze from Washington also mocked to possibly go top 10. Brock Bowers, the tight end out of Georgia, a lot of mocks have him uh, going very high, like top 10. But you should caution yourself if you look historically, and maybe this guy's different, and you know, maybe maybe don't maybe don't look at the past. Maybe don't look at the past to foretell the future and what you might want to do. But these are all the tight ends that were taken in the first round since 2011. This is from Jason at uh, OverTheCap.com, and what happened to their rookie contracts? So David Njoku, he did get extended. His rookie contract got extended. Hayden Hurst was eventually traded. Dalton Kincaid is still with his team. Evan Ingram, they let that contract expire. Tyler Eifert did not get another contract. Noah Fant was traded. O.J. Howard expired. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson did get traded. Eric Ebron, they just terminated that thing. And then Kyle Pitts is still active, but has sort of been a disappointment. Could be coaching, could be play calling, but it just tight ends being um, in the first round is like a, a surefire thing. It's not, it's not a surefire thing. It's it's a big risk taking a tight end in the first round in terms of getting the value back. Like you'll say, T.J. Hawkinson was good, but did the Detroit Lions get the value out of Hawkinson with that pick after they eventually traded him? Um. Did they get the value out of Tyler Eifert, the Bengals, Giants with Ingram? Maybe. But this is a guy you draft in the first round as a tight end. You expect to at least give him another contract if you're drafting anybody in the first round. So for tight ends, historically, it really hasn't worked out that way. Let's get to Kurt. He's in California, and then we'll get an update. Hey, Kurt. Hey, what's going on, Bart? You guys were talking about uh, your encyclopedias. It's more like listening to... uh an AI sports radio show between you and Chef. Uh, I just wanted to. Is that a compliment, into... or are we? Is that like a new reference? Because encyclopedias don't exist anymore. No, that was a compliment. Do you know what I had growing up at the end of my hallway upstairs? I had a set of World Book encyclopedias, and some days when I had nothing to do, I would sit in front of that shelf and just like I would read the letter R, or I would read the letter U. I would just sit there and read the encyclopedia. I long for those days. Yeah. Likewise. We had like one or two letters missing, <laughs> but we used to like to sit down on the back porch in the wintertime and go through them and read about the scientists. Yeah, and there were just enough pictures to keep a kid interested. It was, it was great. I want a set of world book encyclopedias back in my house. That's a good idea, especially yeah. if you have children. Yeah, I got a four-year-old kid. I got a perfect spot for it in his room. I think that's, that's what I a think great I want. idea. I do, helps too. Him learn to read. Helps him learn to read, too. All right, I can get the 2008 edition on eBay pre-owned for $200. But a lot's happened since then, so to get a new one, I can get the 2022 edition of World Book for 500 bucks. Well and worth it. I might as well just. I might as well. I might as well just get have the internet. Anyway, the reason I called, I wanted to segue into what uh, Jason Kidd said about 
the all-star game in the NBA. Okay. And I'd like to get, I'd like to get yours and, and Shep's tech uh, take about this idea. Instead of waiting 10 seconds, how about next year just experimenting with no three-point shot? That was and one of my ideas. Them... Beg your pardon? Yeah, I like that idea. That was one of my – that's one of the uh, ideas that I had. So that this way they have – this way you can see who can fundamentally play the big, the game of basketball. Uh, I, I don't want – um, the All Star Game necessarily to change, I'm not uh, even though it's it, bad. Just no three, just no three point shooting, and they have to play basketball. That's one of the things when I went back, and you know, because I kept saying, "Oh, everybody, everybody would rather have a game from 1993." Uh, so I went, "Okay, I'm going to go watch the game from 1993," and I watched the the first half, and that's what I realized. That's why the games were so different is because nobody just sat there and chucked threes that you had to actually run a play, and then the defense would have enough time to get back. And even though they weren't really playing defense the way that we think they were playing defense, they were playing better defense because the game was more compact. So I don't know. I don't necessarily know that it's better basketball, but I think it's the kind of basketball that we would enjoy more when watching an all-star game. And it's an exhibition, so you might as well screw around. Why not? I don't think it would hurt just as an experiment for one year. No, it's better than uh, not having a game altogether, which is probably more likely to occur. And if you don't mind me changing the subject a little bit, I'd like to talk about Justin Fields. Yeah, go ahead. A few months, a few months ago, I'll make it quick. A few months ago, I mentioned to JR that the Bears have a quarterback. And with the first-round pick, if they traded down to New England because they need a quarterback, get Harrison so that this way you have a one on both sides of the field. And then maybe if you can, I would draft Coram from, from Michigan. Didn't you In tell me opinion, this already? I think you told me this. Yeah, I think maybe I did. I think he was, in my opinion – he was the Heisman Trophy winner. He yeah, Blake Corum was good. He had 27 touchdowns. Kurt, we've had this conversation. We have? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe it's deja vu. Well, it's a good, hey, it's a good one. You know, they air repeats on TV. Why not do repeats on the radio? Well, and then the last thing about the uh, – Tradition of storming the court. Oh, you're hitting them all. Okay. How many injuries over the years has there been from all the storming the courts in college basketball? Um, not a lot, Kurt. Thanks for the call. I got to get to an update here. And also, this kid from Duke, it looks like he's playing tomorrow. So... Kyle Filipowski, put some respect on the kid's name. I keep get, I keep screwing up his name. Really? I keep saying Filipowski. Listen, if you can say Giannis, you can say Kyle. I know, but I keep. Yeah, I can say Kyle. I can say <laughs> Kyle, but I keep saying Philip. It's Filipowski. Filipowski, yes. I keep saying Filipowski. Really? Yeah. I, I've only heard Filipowski out of your mouth. 
You know, last night I said his name like 30 times. I, I don't for one second remember you saying Filikowski. Then I said like Filipowsko. Oh. Then I said like Feliciano. No, you, I was no, all over the no, place. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> I was all over the place. At one time I just flat out said the F word. I think <laughs> I think you missed it screening the call. No, you oh, didn't. I got, I got a lot of email on that one. No, you didn't. Oh, it was it was nuts. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. I want to talk more about that Fields thing here in a minute, and then get to the topic that I was going to start the show with, and still haven't gotten to yet about quarterbacks. We'll do that. Eight five five two one two four CBS. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Bart Winkler Show. Listen Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. If you're stuck in a timeshare and you want out, contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. So a question that I would like to kind of dive into a little bit more in our final hour tonight and take some calls on what you guys are thinking, and I think um, Justin Fields is somebody who is a big part of this, is is there um, a mashup of a quarterback that could be on the move and a team that needs a quarterback that could be paired together that would make them a Super Bowl contender. And I may have to lower the bar and say playoff team or division champion, but is there a situation where you could take a quarterback, put him on a new team, a team obviously that needs a quarterback? We're not going to say like, oh, if you took Patrick Mahomes on the Panthers. That's not the exercise. The question is, Realistically, these quarterbacks that could be on the move, Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, I'll put in there, and any rookie, any rookie quarterback, like C.J. Stroud last year. We could have said, well, what if the Texans take C.J. Stroud? You'd say, oh, maybe five, six wins. I probably would have too. And they go ahead and make the playoffs and win a playoff game. Okay, is there any quarterback that can even in a new setting have that sort of impact to his new team? I think when you look at the teams that are drafting, I don't want to entirely write off the Bears. If they get Caleb Williams, I I don't know. I I think there's there's a way they could make the playoffs, but I almost think it's more likely they make the playoffs if they kept fields and then built up around him. But is that better for the long term? So that is where it's a little interesting. Plus, again, with Caleb Williams, you're getting a new rookie scale contract. And I think there is a higher ceiling on Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams has a chance to be a better pro than Justin Fields, I believe. But will that happen? I don't know. There's just more potential. He hasn't been in the league yet. So could the Bears be that team? And then you got to think, well, where could Justin Fields go to make that team a playoff contender. 
And let's look at some of the teams. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, for whatever reason, Mike Tomlin probably being the reason, they are a team that is consistently in the hunt. If they are not 500, they are above it. And this year's team, I don't think anybody in Pittsburgh is going to put them even in the top, like, 30 of greatest Steelers teams of all time. There's been a lot of them. Winning Super Bowls in different eras. Um, This team, they kind of limped in, backdoored in, did just enough to get in, whatever you want to say. And then in the playoffs, they weren't ready to compete there. They're trying to figure out if Mason Rudolph's better than uh, Kenny Pickett. But that, again, is like trying to think of, well, do I drink this milk that's expired for two weeks or do I drink this milk that's expired for three? Like, both outcomes are probably bad. I'm going to take the less bad outcome. I'm still going to lose or get sick. So if you put Justin Fields on that team, yeah. I I mean, you got got a couple of running backs. You got a couple of wide receivers. You got a young tight end. You could make a playoff run with that team. And likewise with Justin Fields on the Falcons. Uh, Raheem Morris today with a real scathing quote saying that if this team had a better quarterback, I probably wouldn't be standing here right now. Now, it is scathing, but it's also correct. They didn't have, I mean, as bad as the Steelers situation was, between Heineke and Desmond Ritter, I mean, we were talking like, we're talking like expired eggnog from two months ago. And there's like a society of amoeba and bacteria that have formed and are developing at a rapid pace at the bottom of that jug. Not to gross you out, but that situation was that disgusting. Could Justin Fields step in to Atlanta and all of a sudden have that team in the playoffs? And they got a lot of weapons. They did cut Jonu Smith today. He was their number one tight end. Um, to nobody else but Arthur Smith. Everybody else thought Kyle Pitts was the number one tight end. But like I say about Arthur Smith, he would go into the game with the depth chart upside down. He would play the uh, Mac Hollins over Drake London's. He would give the ball to Tyler Algier over B. John Robinson. He would run Cordell Patterson 15 times a game. Maybe not that much, but enough that you're like, hey, where is B. John Robinson? And uh, could he be that guy? What about Russell Wilson? Is Russell Wilson good enough to take any of these teams? And all of a sudden they become a playoff team. What if you took a guy like Kirk Cousins and put him on the Raiders or put him back with Washington? I mean, does that do anything? Is all of a sudden, is there some sort of talent there? I think Washington's got some young talent. Uh, can a rookie get him to the playoffs or would a, a veteran be able to come in and get them to the playoffs? So I'm wondering if there's any situation, and we'll talk about this, and I think Fields is going to be at the center of it. Is there any situation where you can take a quarterback – that needs a home and take a team that needs a quarterback and put them together and then be a true contender, not just to make the playoffs, but win a game or two and possibly contend for a division conference championship. We'll talk about that with you. I'm Bart. That's Shep. More next CBS sports radio. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 